0: Broadcasting live from a derelict bathroom, this is The Monstrous Feminine, the podcast where horrible humans talk about horror. My name is Zeba, and I'm joined by my cap Ds Mila, Louisa, and Taya. And for our second theme of season three, we're going to be talking about horror games. We are covering the 2004 start of the iconic horror franchise Saw, directed by James Wan, and the 2021 coming-of-age horror drama We're All Going to the World's Fair, directed by Jane Schonbrunn, and the 2022 black comedy horror Bodies, 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 directed by Helena Rahan. Before we get into the film, go ahead and follow us on Spotify, YouTube, or the Apple Podcast app. You can find all of our links on our Instagram at The Monstrous Feminine Podcast.
1: In Saw, two men wake up in a disgusting bathroom, both chained by the ankle to a pipe on opposite ends of the room, both with no memory of how they got there. One is an oncologist, the other a photographer. There is a corpse in between them, an apparent suicide victim, and he is holding a revolver in one of his hands and a microcassette player in the other. Each of the men finds a tape to play as well as a hacksaw which could free them if they choose to saw off their feet. Gordon's tape has a mysterious deep voice telling him that he must kill Adam by 6 o'clock or his wife Allison and daughter Diana will be killed. Gordon realizes the man orchestrating the game is the same serial killer he himself had been accused of being in an unsolved case months prior which resulted in the deaths of the investigating detectives and three other players. The game left only one additional player alive, a former drug addict, and rendered the surviving detective unemployed and extremely paranoid. As the clock ticks towards 6, the current players are pressured into making a choice. There are ways to win this. Hidden all around you. Just remember, X
2: marks the spot for the treasure. If you do not kill Adam by 6, then Allison and Diana will die, Dr. Gordon. And I'll leave you in this room to rot. Let the game begin. What would you guys do if you were in a Saw film? Uh, it depends what the game
1: is. Or the riddle. They feel like riddles more than games. I don't know. Oh, God. That I'm fucked. I so suck at, like, anything escape room, anything riddle. I have, I have absolutely no capacity to solve them at all.
3: This film had no
0: riddles. Yeah, it didn't. Mind games. It's not really, like, I don't know. The rules are not so clear.
1: It's like trick questions. It'll be like, oh, do this, but actually you have to do the opposite if you're gonna win the game. Soar is so simple. It's
3: like, you need to do this otherwise you die.
1: No, Mila, it's not that simple. Because sometimes he will tell you to kill someone, and then if you do it, it will be like, just kidding. If you had just not listened and been a good person, you would have both lived. Literally in Jigsaw, which came out in 2017. We're talking about 2004. I'm contextualizing it with the franchise as a whole. Thank you, Louisa, for bringing the larger world in.
0: <laughs> okay, in a situation, okay, like where I have to cut my foot off or something?
3: Yeah. <sighs>
0: um, I think I would... I think I would, in my head, be always problem solving. Like, surely there must be another way out of this. Like, this person cannot be smarter than me. There's got to be a way to either get my foot out of this thing or, I don't know, call for help. I don't know. I think I would never give up. I would never give up. I would never give up until I probably died.
1: I think I would just simply, I don't think I would actively saw my foot off. I also don't think, I think this film makes it wildly, like, how could you, you would pass out. Like, you simply wouldn't be able to saw your own foot off.
2: I don't know I feel like this game isn't fair because it's not fair anyway but I'm also like no one like signs up to play it
1: it's
3: not like squid game he initiates them into the game by being like you did the shitty thing or like you had no respect for life and I think that if anyone tried to tell me to do anything I would spite them so in this case I would simply die to be like fuck you I don't want to live like I'm not gonna try hard (laughs) because I think that is the only way to win
0: Yeah, but this wouldn't happen to me because I'm a good person. I don't cheat on my wife.
2: If you had to be in any of these films, like any of the films that we're covering, which horror game would you be in and would you win?
0: Can we broaden that to all horror games?
2: Sure, yeah. Okay.
0: I'm going to pick Slender Man and I would not win.
2: (laughs) That's a really aggressive choice. I would say Bodies, Bodies, Bodies because it would be a different scenario if you played Bodies, Bodies, Bodies with people that you actually trusted we
3: should talk about Saber's, um history of playing horror video games, because I was given insight by a friend of yours on Instagram about you being scaredy cat. Okay,
0: oh, hey. yeah, true. I like watching people play. I've been watching people play them since middle school. There was a zombie game that was big when I was in like the seventh grade, which was I don't know, a redacted year because I don't want to do the math. But I used to watch my friends play that into the middle of the night and eat Little Caesars pizza and drink Mountain Dew. The Monstrous Feminine is on Instagram, so please go leave us a comment or write us a little message. If you do engage with our content, you might just get a shout out in our next episode is our Witch of the Week. This episode Our Witch of the Week is Linnea, who left us a comment on a post for our Let the Right One In episode that said, I may or may not have read the book solely so I could listen to this episode, and honestly, I loved it. Both the episode and the book. I really enjoyed your comment about how biblical angels aren't gendered because the end of the book, Eli is described as an angel carrying Oscar away.
2: I'm really glad you enjoyed the book and for your insight and for liking the commentary that we gave on it. We appreciate you so much.
3: Thank you for telling us about the description of them as an angel at the end. That's really
0: cool. Friendly reminder that we're also on Patreon. For £1 a month, you gain access to our Discord. For £3 a month, you get to hear cut discussion from our main episodes. And for £5, you get all that plus a bonus episode. Please support us. Any contribution helps.
1: So what do you guys think of the, I almost said Jaws. I meant Saw franchise as a whole. I think I've seen every single one except for the 2021 Spiral. You've seen every single Saw movie? Yeah, I binged it. When I was not capable of watching horror, which was like, you know, up until like 20 years old, I was like too scared to watch horror. Saw was one of the few like horror franchises or horror films that I could actually get through because it's it's not really jump scary like it's more of like gore and choice and like gruesome it's not like gore and choice I'm a Libra and honestly horror centered around making a choice worst nightmare (laughs) cannot do it
2: I don't like gratuitous violence and I feel like the Saw movies are like a a bit of that (laughs) a bit If you're really sentimental for, like, uh, like a slasher film, then this is, like, kind of like that, where you get, like, the kills and stuff. I don't feel bad for the people in Saw. So-
0: okay, I do in that... Okay, yeah, the man has a family. Okay, whatever. But, like, it's not a very good premise to set it up for empathy for the people because, like, the point of it is, like, okay, they've done some immoral thing, but then it's all relative, like, drug addiction or whatever he deems to be the moral failing that they have found themselves in a trap about they don't give enough backstory besides like this is a family man like they're so generic the drug addict the guy who cheats on his wife i'm doing air buddies around all these because they're like little archetypes i just like don't feel attached enough to them to like i don't know evoke any emotion besides like oh okay here comes the kill like all slashers are all about like the jock and the whore get Killed with an axe.
1: Do you know what I mean? I was gonna say that I agree, the characterization isn't really there, so it's not like it's ever gonna be that compelling. But it's more, I guess, the the intrigue comes from the inventive ways in which they're killed and like the time countdown element. That's really what gets you more so than their backstories. But I was gonna say, I also have a difficult time feeling sorry for the characters because, like, yes, some of them are like wildly undeserving of like whatever it is that's put them there. Particularly, and I feel like in the first film, the sort of moral clause of it is not fully developed. Like honestly, what did Adam do to land in there? Because he actually doesn't make it out. Whereas later in the franchise, it's revealed that Doctor Gordon actually did make it out, and he was the one who was like, I don't know, cheating on his wife. But even that is not as bad as like say later series like a rapist. So a some people I will feel bad for. Because I'm like, why are you there? Like, you barely did anything. But then other times, it's like some of their mistakes are so, like... Like, this film makes it seem like as if everybody's done something in their life that has, like, accidentally caused the death of another individual. I was like, I, for one, like, me personally, haven't accidentally or indirectly killed somebody with my fuck-ups. Like, I think my biggest mistake would be, like, one time not being nice to somebody. But, like, it's not going to be, like... I killed someone like some of the skeletons in their closet are severe and I'm like okay well obviously I don't feel bad for you because how on earth did you ever get in that situation
0: do y'all think that we if we were all in a escape room like situation together would make it out because we like each other because and if we
2: wouldn't lie to each other and we are all honest I actually think we would. Maybe I'm more hopeful than possible, but like a big part of these like situations is like, if you're in the room with people who you like genuinely care about and it's not like maybe Mila, like you joke all the time and say like, you wouldn't fight that hard. But I think when other people that you care about are also on the line, then, it would make you fight harder and put your heads together a bit more and be like, okay, we gotta get out of this because seeing anything happen to like someone that you care about like you guys would actually like deeply affect me. So obviously I think we would be more willing to work together to make sure that doesn't happen.
1: We have the advantage in the sense that if it was a saw setup where it's revealed later on that if you had just worked together, there is one specific film. I can't remember which one it is. It's the one where at the end, two people have to like give a certain amount, 10 liters of blood or something. And there was five of them. And if they had just like not killed the other people, they would have been like calm. But then they have to like lose so much blood in order to survive the last two at the end. Um. So like if it was like that kind of setup, I think we would excel because I think the whole time we would want to be working together, we wouldn't immediately throw someone at the bus. But then it depends what Saw game it was because if it was another one where it's a bit more Brutal, where it actually does like mean that you have to basically just choose someone? It's I don't know. I think that would stress me out way freaking more, and I'd rather be with strangers in that regard because then I can just like not have an attachment. Whereas visit someone I'm I know that's just like I don't know. So it really just depends on like which one it was. You think you'd betray strangers? I don't know if I. Mm. Zeba, don't be a dumbass and betray me over a stranger just because you don't... I don't know their situation.
0: No, no, I wouldn't betray you either. I don't think i betray anybody. I think I would just, just,
3: just die. <laughs> I'm not above betraying someone if it means saving multiple people. It's very much that like train hypothetical. What? Are you saying that you would save one person over 10 people? Yeah, If it was 10 strangers over someone I knew, then I wouldn't... I'm sorry, no.
2: If it was 10 strangers over someone I knew, I'm sorry to the 10 strangers. (laughs) Imagine afterwards, they're like, all those people are murderers. And you're like,
1: yeah, but if there are 10 Nazis. (laughs) This is what Lucy Hale said in Truth or Dare. And she ended up cursing everybody. And I'm telling you right now that you're going to kill the 10 strangers.
3: No, it doesn't depend who the 10 strangers are. It depends who that one person is. I (laughs) know. Hmm.
1: That's also true. That's
3: also true. If you chose me to live over 10 human beings, that would really stress me out. I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I couldn't live with that for the rest of my life.
1: Me, I could, you better pick me. No, I would
2: feel bad. The chances of one of those 10 people being like a terrible, terrible person is very Terrible people deserve to live, high. I'm sure. I don't want to decide that. If you're very sure that like the person that you know is like a great person, but if
1: it's 10 babies, Okay, that's different. That's different. Then you're all, fucked. sorry, I'd kill everybody. But why? Because they
3: have their life ahead of them? Yeah. What if it was 10 people who were younger than my person I know?
2: 10 strangers, but one of them is like a very far right incel on Reddit.
0: I'm not killing nine strangers. we would be terrible jigsaws like we would be in their bargaining we're like okay it's like one person who's a 10 except he
1: okay I just think that ultimately we've talked about this in so many different ways and there's no other way we can say it that well me I think Mila for sure and I, I suspect Zeba don't have a strong will to survive so these kind of choice games where it's like do this or die it's very easy to just be like I'll simply die However, I do think in this particular scenario, we're naming like someone I love versus 10 strangers. And I'm sorry to those people.
0: But in this scenario, it's like the scenario of the first Saw movie. It's like he has your wife and child. And if he's like, do this or die, or like, I would not believe that he's going to
3: release my wife and child if I die. So you don't even know if any of this is real and whether you're being set up. How embarrassing would that be? It'd be embarrassing. That's so true.
2: I'm going to be honest, like originally I used to think the scary movies they like parodied Saw were a part of the franchise. And so I was like looked up Regina Hall literally today and was like, was she in Saw or, did, or was that literally like a parody? This was a time where there was a lot of gratuitous violence and like the remakes of stuff and the original ideas that came up with, people came up with were all like incredibly graphic and violent either gratuitous violence or like some sort of sexual assault in the films and like I think this is why this entire era just like did not do it for me I do recognize that like Saw is kind of like iconic now because it is such a big franchise but just like I don't know I feel like the kills in the movie are like final destination but there's no reason for them to be (laughs) it's It's not my favorite and I don't think James Wan is like a, a bad writer filmmaker because I thought like Malignant was a really creative idea and it was like so camp and fun as a horror film but like this entire franchise is just not for me.
1: I agree that this is like a very specific era of horror where I think horror got its name for being kind of like cheap thrills kind of thing only because it like started the whole it overlapped with the whole beginning of franchises in film like it's like one of the most iconic franchises and then they like went back and redid others or continued to do others they were already doing it but it like it's in that moment in like horror cinema and then the nature of a franchise is that each next one gets even more shocking even more plot twist, even more absurd so like It just gets gradually worse and worse and worse and nonsensical as it goes on. I don't mind the first, like, I'd say three Saw movies. And then after that, it's simply like, what is happening? Like, if you try to keep up with it on Wikipedia plot summary, I simply can't. I'm like, who is this person? They'll, like, bring people back from, like, the dead, essentially, or make it seem like they have. I'm like, oh, just kidding. Remember that character? They didn't actually die or they survived the game and now they're working and it becomes really stupid. I think of Saw less is like I agree with you, less of like an independent film and more of like a what it symbolizes a moment in cinema, which is like films becoming or horror specifically becoming kind of cheap, one upping the next one, a bit absurd and whatever. In its essence, I think Saw was an interesting concept in the sense of like, I can't really think of another choice horror movie, the, like a moral horror movie that gets you thinking. The immediate thing that audience member would do would relate to themselves and be like, oh, what would I do in this situation? I think that was quite a unique idea. And I think it was like a unique concept. It's just a shame that it got like, or is still being completely overdone. This was my first time
3: watching Saw. To be honest, I was expecting it to at least be good. I thought that its cult status was around it as a film rather than just a fresh idea which you're right like I think it is really interesting and it does like let people debate those same choices you'd face in the films like that is fun for some people. You're like for some weirdos that's fun. (laughs) I mean it was it was like fun it was watchable it was nice to like watch something that's so iconic. So
1: obviously I said I had seen all the Saw films but it had been a long time since I'd seen them and especially the first one and I did also kind of go back thinking that it's like must be really like quality but then I wrote back and realized like oh this actually relative to other films didn't have as high of a budget as you can tell
2: the budget went on the talent they cannot have been paying these people since they got some pretty notable actors to be in this
0: I feel like they made this sort of as a thriller James Wan as a director I there's much there's much to be said every time I relook at his catalog I'm like <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. It's you, my old friend. Like he always delivers something deranged.
1: I was getting very distracted, in particular, by the makeup. Like someone had to, like done his eyeshadow to make like purple, sleep depriven eyes.
3: I think it's also just the lighting of the early two thousands. The like color grading makes everything a bit saturated.
1: Yeah, it, it does have the twilight filter, the twilight blue on it, doesn't it? <laughs> That's another iconic two thousands. They've mark.
3: misappropriated the twilight filter <laughs> that is what's happened to
1: it's it's giving ha, ha, ha,
2: ha. <laughs> Stop. i don't feel like there's a real like moral story to it it's like oh if you do something wrong in your life then maybe you deserve this happening i just don't feel like it has enough substance it's not really coming to any conclusion it's not really saying anything it's just a shock movie and i mean i can shock myself by reading a news article i don't need a film to do it for me
3: it did need to establish just own moral compass because, like we said, it was inconsistent. It could have like commented a bit more on the perception of morality in like America at that time, but it, it was more just kind of random and a very flimsy excuse to just
2: show like gratuitous violence. Can we also just agree that being a drug addict is not something immoral? Addiction is an actual illness, and I don't really like it being aligned with like doing a mortal sin like a lot of people actually experiment with drugs while they're in college and some of those people are unlucky and develop addictions or some people develop addictions to deal with trauma That like labeling it as like this mortal sin of someone doing something horrible it's more of like a self-inflicted punishment and it's a an disease I feel like it's a really irresponsible way to do that but I do feel like the way that we speak about addiction has changed a lot since 2004 and back then the people were a lot less sympathetic to people who were suffering from addiction but watching this now i was like i'm not sure how those two things are equal
1: yeah some of them were like if people died like because they were trying to get their next fix i think that happened in one of them and then also in like the newest one jigsaw there is a woman spoiler if you haven't seen it uh there's like a woman who's like she had postnatal depression and she killed her baby they need to
3: decide on the deciding factor for who gets in why these people are there,
2: I feel like they only made these people have like something bad that they've done so that the viewer can watch it and feel distance from it. If it's like this is a punishment for an act that they've done, then people can distance themselves from it and say, "Oh my gosh, I've never done this bad thing yeah they they totally deserve it.
1: We do live in a punitive society, and I feel like the saw franchise is like really capitalizing on that moment of like, yeah. Or it's reverse propaganda. And it's trying to make us think about how arbitrary somebody decides what's moral and immoral, whatever, like people who do drugs go to jail. I think as they continued, they needed something a bit more compelling. So they fleshed it out and really dug into the moral thing, like which is only really hinted at in this film with like the cancer and people waste their lives element. But, like, I think in terms of why he chooses characters based on, like, their past mistakes is something that only is developed in, like, later films. Because in this film, it's quite loose. Because, like we said, Adam dies for, like, pretty much no reason. And then, like, cheating on your wife is not terrible. Like you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't... We even have that guy in the chair who's, like, being a test subject. We don't even get to see why that person was there and all the flashback ones as well except for amanda who had the history of drug abuse i don't know i can't remember what the other people had done to be in that situation so yeah like we don't really hear what they've done it only becomes apparent later but then as we've now brought up that what people have done is not nearly on the same scale listen you should watch seven instead
3: don't watch saw go watch seven it's a much better movie from like a very similar concept Thank you for listening to The Monstrous Feminine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Soundcloud and Spotify at The Monstrous Feminine Podcast and on Twitter at The Mon Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on TikTok at The Monstrous Feminine Pod for podcast clips and more fun. Brooms up, witches out.